Hi everyone! Welcome to Gospel Gals. I'm Jess. And I'm McKenna. And, and we're here to teach you to faith until you make it. Woo! Woo! <laughs> we have a good episode today. Hopefully they can hear me. Um, yeah, we're really excited. We um, got this question and we liked it so much that we decided to just make a whole episode. <laughs> yeah, so what we're usually going to do, we're going to post these little boxes where you guys can ask questions. Or topics you want to discuss, and at the end of each episode, we'll answer one. So that's kind of a just so you know, ask just your for the questions. future, yeah. And we're excited because some questions we can't talk about for twenty five minutes, yeah. But they're still important questions, and we want to talk about them. So we thought that'd be a fun little added thing to add to our podcast. So. And there's no dumb question, like even no. if you just ask your questions, we'll never say like who it is. Totally but, anonymous. Totally, totally anonymous. But one of our good friends, actually, yes. um, asked a really good question that we love. So we wanted to make an episode about it. And she, let me pull it up so I can read it. What is something you do on a daily basis to help you stay strong? I love that. Good one. Because that is such a good question. It's a simple one. It is. But, but it's so important. It's very important. There's something that McKenna has always said that I've really loved. She has always told me, just because somebody has a super spiritual experience does not mean their testimony is going to stay strong their entire lives. Because I think, you know, I've struggled with seeing um, different friends and family or whoever um, leave the church or watch their testimonies diminish. And I would tell McKenna, I'm like, but McKenna, they were endowed in the temple. They they obviously at one point believed in that. And made those commitments. And, and made those commitments. And I'm like, I'm like, what happened? And she's always told me, that doesn't mean anything. Like, it should. But just because they were at that point in their lives once does not mean they're going to stay that way without effort. Yep, exactly. And I still believe that 100%. I think the little things is what keeps our faith strong and yeah. keeps us going because I really do think that faith is so, what's the word? I don't know. Like Continuously living. growing and yeah. needing. It's like a plant, right? It the is. whole. No, it is. Like that's remember the, in, um, what in was it? Women's in personal primary. progress, which yeah. is gone now, which is so crazy yeah. to me. But personal progress, I remember, did you do the faith and you had to plant a garden? Did well, you do that one? <laughs> I think my mom, I think I probably like bought a plant. My mom probably signed off on it because I'm an awful person. Oh, no. I was one of those. Oh, you know Joni made me plant, <laughs> plant, plant flowers. My mom is like a green thumb. And so she, the fact that that was the one I chose made her whole entire life. But we did faith. And for that personal progress, we had to plant flowers or a vegetable and watch it grow. And so I think that is a total totally goes in our episode today. So I think, yeah, that's a very overused. Also, I say I think so much. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm going to work on that We're just today. thinking a lot throughout that episode. Maybe if you, like, count how many times I say that, you'll get a prize. Maybe yeah. that'll be fun. Anyways, I think, lol. Oh, um, <laughs> now we're giggling. Okay. That is such an overused analogy in the church. That it is. It's like a plant. Yeah. But it is so true because if you are not keeping your faith, stop making I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Guys, now we have the giggles. <laughs> if you're not constantly, like, strengthening your faith every single day, it's going to go away. It's going to yeah. fade. It just does. It's overused because it's true. It's true. You know what I mean? Like, when you it's hear a great analogy. when you hear things repetition constantly, you should probably take note to those things. Why are they constantly bringing up mm-hmm. this parable, this analogy? Huh? It's probably because it has a lot of meaning and can add to your testimony. And we also wanted to talk about how to do that because we are really busy people, Jess and I. We have yeah. a lot going on in our lives, and a lot of people are super busy. And 
honestly, I used to struggle with this because I was like, how am I supposed to live the gospel so strong every day when I'm so busy and have these things to do? But I mean, Jess, we're talking about it. I'm like, God doesn't expect us to sit there and study our scriptures all day every day. Yeah, he doesn't. No. He does not expect that of us. No. So we wanted to talk about the little things we can do every day um, and maybe just pick one or two of these to work yeah. on for a week. And I know? think we're both going to share what we do because yes. I think what we do, um, we probably do different things. I mean, for me, what really, really helps me, and Kate is really good about this, but we constantly, we try and read our scriptures together every day. And that's definitely not always met. Like, it's just not, honestly. But we try to do scripture study together. Um, and I really like doing scripture study with somebody because I feel like you get another perspective. So we've been starting to do Come Follow Me with different people. Like, Kate and I have FaceTimed my brother. We FaceTime one of my friends. And that's been really fun because... After a while, and Kate and I have probably the same perspective, we're getting the same, you know, back and forth. And we're like, okay, like we want someone else's take. So it's really, I mean, if you're ever feeling maybe like bored a little bit with scriptures, I think adding a friend to your scripture study, not all the time, but that can definitely add some element to bring a little bit of difference into your study. I totally can. And that was a goal after my mission. When I got home, my mission president encouraged me. Um, to read at least a verse a day. I love that. Like we talked about, God doesn't expect us to study for hours on end every day. It's just not realistic. It's not. But he was like, if you, he's like, obviously at least, like that's the bare minimum. I mean, probably 15 minutes is probably better. But Mm -hmm. if all you can get is a verse in and think about it, great. And I love, so in the introduction of the Book of Mormon, um, Joseph Smith says a quote. He says, A man would get nearer to God by abiding by its precepts than by any other book. And I always thought a lot about this quote because it says, obviously it says we'll get nearer to God than any other book, the Book of Mormon. Amazing. Like, great. But by abiding by its precepts, that doesn't mean just reading it. Mm -mm. That means living it. So, oh, I love that. Right? So if you're just reading the Book of Mormon every day, you're not going to be that converted to Christ. Mm -mm. Period. No. Like, they're just... Like, yeah, it's better than nothing, but... Kind of the practice what you preach, right? I yeah. feel like that's something that people say a lot, but mm-hmm. it's true. It's If you're going to be reading the Book of Mormon that preaches so much about faith, kindness, all these different things, you have to be living that, and or like that just said, it, it doesn't hold as much meaning. It won't. It really doesn't. So something that I try to do, and I haven't been the best at this lately, but this is good for me, this episode, because yeah. I'm going to start it back up. Yeah. But I try to read at least, quote, a verse a day. Um, I try to read more, but I try to make a goal from what I read to, that I can live that day. And it doesn't yeah. always have to be big. Sometimes it's not even something that I read. It's something that the spirit will, you know, I'll get an idea and be like, oh my gosh, I t- should totally do that. So just trying to live it every day, abide by the precepts of the Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. that's how we'll be able to draw near to God. Well, and I mean, I think the number one thing you can do is read the scriptures often, mainly the Book of Mormon. Um, and something that I really love, I've had some people ask me, how do I relate to the Book of Mormon? It's so hard to relate to the Book of Mormon. And something that Kate actually told me that has helped me a lot with my studying is try and think, why was this written for right now? Mm-hmm. Why or why are what we're reading? Why was this written for the times of right now? And I'll even think, I mean, you're reading about wars and all these things and you're like, how does this apply to me? But it really does, and it helps, and it makes it way more interesting when you're trying to relate it to right now. Yeah. That's I, something I found that's helped me a lot. And also yeah. something, too, praying before I read the Book of Mormon 
for just anything. Like if I'm struggling with something, if I have a question, praying for that. And then 99% of the time I find my answers through scriptures um, has helped me be more intrigued and excited to read the Book of Mormon. Yeah. I also try to look for Christ wherever yeah. I'm reading. Because sometimes people, like Jess said, in the war chapters, they're like, how is this even about Christ? But it all is. Yeah. And it's kind of fun to try to be like, okay, how is Christ in this? Where is he in this story? Because he's there. Well, I love do you think about Christ because right now the church is all about hear him. Have you mm -hmm. noticed that? Like yes. that's literally the theme of of 2020 is hear him. And I've been wondering why is it why is that the slogan right now, hear him? And I think it's because, and this might be a little tangent, but the way the world's going, you guys, and how crazy things are, it is ever and extremely, extremely more important to be able to hear him. Yeah. Because if you're not constantly doing these things and you're not constantly trying to be better, you're not going to be able to hear him. And I think hear him means Jesus Christ, but I think the Holy Ghost having that with you. So I think really think about that. Why is hear him? Why is that something the church is focusing on? Because it's becoming more and more critical that we're able to receive personal revelation and you're going to do that by reading your scriptures that's how you're going to get revelation another way we can do that um something that i wrote down is pray and always mm -hmm. have a prayer in your heart my mission president also told me about this but he said that having a prayer in your heart is like having a tunnel to heaven Aww. so we should keep that tunnel open all day like I to communicate that. with god and he was like even if you're just driving and kind of talking with god like it doesn't have to be like a a formal prayer every time but he's like we should be constantly talking with God. Um, I love that. Right? I love that. He's like, so after your morning prayer, don't even say amen. Don't close the tunnel. He's like, keep yes. it open. And well, when we're talking. praying, we're taking time to converse with God. Yes. And but that can happen, I, I don't want to say casually, because it is like God is such an amazing being. It, being, it shouldn't be a casual thing. But, yeah. But I mean, it can be anywhere, anytime, anyplace. Like, it doesn't I have agree. to be on your knees every time. Yeah. And I think that that's an interesting point. Because I think growing up, people would always be like, find a quiet place. And, and I'm not discounting that. Like, yeah, you be by yourself. That. I think that's important. But I also think, you know, if if you were so busy, and, and that is a lot harder for you to find time, praying in your car before you go into work is just as great. Yeah, it, it really is. is. So don't feel like you have to have the most quiet house and the most, I mean, you're definitely going to be more in tune with the spirit, I think with quietness, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's why that was pushed. But my mother-in-law always told me she goes to work. Her drive is about 15 minutes. She listens to the scriptures. That's something too. I love listening to the scriptures. That yeah. helps me a lot. She listens to the scriptures. And then when she gets to work, there's a stop sign. She says her prayers at the stop sign and then she goes into work. And I just really love that because I think for her, that's become a routine and a habit. And, you know, that's, it's, it's just funny because everyone's going to have a different schedule and what works for them, but find what works for your schedule and make it a habit. And the next thing you know, it's going to be something that you cannot do. You have to do every day or you feel a little empty yeah. inside, you know? I try to listen to a conference talk in the morning while I'm doing my makeup. I love that. Because it's about, it takes me about 10, 15 minutes to do my makeup. Yeah. And then that's done for the day. Um, another thing I thought of is ministering, and I think that is such an easy thing we can do each day, like, just to pray in the morning and be like, who can I serve today? Like, what is something small? Who needs me today? Because God will always give you an answer. I think that's the most Christ-like thing we can I love do. That. Um, and it doesn't have to be big. Like, it can just be the smallest act of service. 
for anybody, especially your family, especially minister to your family if you live with them. But it just can be small, but that brings us so close to God. We're literally being his hands in that way. Yeah, and it makes you happy. I mean, I know, I can't remember what Apostle, but they said that when you're in like your lowest pits of sorrow, like service is like what will make you happy. And I have the biggest, like strongest testimony of that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, it's so cool because service makes you happy, which is, it's so funny because it makes you happy and it's making somebody else happy and improving their lives. And so it's just such a, wow, like we're both it's satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's I really hilarious. love. That's cool that you wrote ministering. I really like that. Thanks, Jess. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, but two, I think, you know, um, attending church, that mm-hmm. seems like a, a basic – I know right now it's hard. I think right now this is a great question right now because we're – I mean, my ward is only going to church once a month. I don't know what yours is doing. I'm in YSA, so we're um, going every week. Oh, okay. So we're only going once a month in a family ward. So I think right now, too, how do we stay strong when a lot of churches and – Ours especially were the temples are closed because that's something that I would write down. How do I stay strong? I love going to the temple. I love doing temple work. How do we stay strong? And how would you stay kind of like with the midst of the coronavirus and how the world seems extra crazy and everyone's on, you know, how do you stay strong right now Mm -hmm. at home? That's a really good question. I think I just want to mention too that it can sometimes seem overwhelming to do all these quote little things because there's a lot. It can. But just pick one or two, you I love know, that. like we don't have to do all these things, but it really is just the little things, Jess. I think that's how like you stay strong during times that do like, I don't know about everyone else, but I've been anxious and stressed during the whole coronavirus thing. Like yep. it's all just kind of unknown right now, like what's happening in the world. And it's kind of, you can be like a little overwhelmed, mm-hmm. but I think just taking time to read a few verses mm-hmm. or say a little prayer when you're feeling stressed or if you I mean obviously we can't go to the temple right now but study about it yeah you know or and come follow me I mean I yeah. feel like what a blessing you guys that when that was introduced to the church and then a few short months later mm-hmm. this pandemic hit and now like we're not going to church but we have come follow home me church. at home and the amount of stress they put on the importance of church I think it's because they knew this was going to happen. They, you know, well, and so inspired and it's so amazing. So that inspired. Literally a year before they released, I mean, their motto was home centered church supported. Like, wow. are you kidding? Yeah. Like they knew we would not be able to. And I even had this senior sister on my mission and she just is like the most wise person Aww. ever. Like I just look up to her so much. She, I feel like she like knows everything. I mean, I know she doesn't. <laughs> and she'd argue with that so much, but I just feel like she just is all-knowing, kind of, but she even said when Come Follow Me came out, I was serving around her, and she was like, I guarantee within the next few years, like, by the time you have kids, definitely, we won't be able to go to church anymore, and I was like, what a crazy thought, like, I was like, Mm. probably like 10 years, but I bet she's right the next year, and I was like, that is just so crazy that she was like, I think they're releasing Come Follow Me because we won't be able to have church. Yeah. And we'll have to do it in our And how amazing that we have a church that gives us those resources. Because it's the Lord's church is amazing. Exactly. I love that. Another thing that, another tip that I really liked, I have a reminder on my phone to read my scriptures and it doesn't go away unless I press it to go away. And so even if I, maybe I see it in the morning and I don't, and I all day I see it and then at the end of the day I do it, like, that keeps me because you can forget you can see in the morning snooze it and then you don't end up doing it 
And so that's helpful. Like having modern technology is so nice because to be honest, you guys, we don't really have a whole lot of excuses because of modern technology. Because you can be anywhere and Any you have the scriptures time, on your phone. Yeah. You can read a verse. And listening to it, you guys. I have a long commute. I drive 30 minutes to work. Instead of listening to my music or a, or a podcast about crime, I love crime podcasts. But you can definitely listen to a podcast about yeah. the gospel. Just saying. And we're not saying that you can't listen to music or you can't listen to a podcast. Like, take time and do those things that you like to. But... Also, if you're going to make a priority to listen to Taylor Swift's new album, why don't you make it a priority to listen to Jesus Christ? Jessica's looking at me right now. I feel, I <laughs> no, feel, no, no, I no. I feel attacked. We love Taylor Swift's new album. No, no, I don't mean that. I just, no, I, know. I think I've had some people be like, ah, oh, it's hard because when, I, when I'm reading this book for like leisure time, I feel like if I'm reading a book, I should be reading the Book of Mormon. And I told them, I'm like, no, like you can read a book for leisure and that's super great, but maybe take time if you're going to read that also take time to read the book of mormon just make it your first priority but it's totally fun to do things you enjoy so exactly so yeah i mean i think with modern technology you guys it's become so easy that you know like kenna said just a verse a day start small read one verse that that'll take you what not even a minute Mm -hmm. 20 seconds Mm -hmm. to read a verse and if that's all you can do for the day great great. effort you did effort You did it. Awesome. Go you. 100%. Go you. I think repenting often um, is a big thing for me. I saw that on your notes, Jess, and I cannot, like, preach that enough. Yeah. I think repentance is seriously the – I said I think again. I'm so sorry, That's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Um, Repentance is seriously, like, the number one way to get to know Christ and to come closer to him. Mm -hmm. Like, the fastest way, the most effective way, the most amazing way. And – we can do it every day. You can repent every single day. There's something you do wrong. Like, not to bring yeah. it down, but there's something you do wrong every, every day. day. There's something, maybe not even that you do wrong, because we shouldn't, like, sit there and bash ourselves, but there's something you can improve on or change every day. Yeah. And the Savior will tell you lovingly, and he'll help you change it. And once you go through that process with him, it's, like, amazing. It's amazing. So every day, it can be little things, but ask him to help you. Be like, what can I change? What can I do tomorrow that would help you? That would help me become more like you? And can you help me with it? I love that. Another tip too, making your home, friends, people around you, making them a holy place. I know that's been... I remember in Young Women's. I don't even know when that was. I think I was in high school. But but I love that because I think Mm -hmm. if you have your home... A place of solitude and especially I keep on bringing this up but the way the world's headed you need your home to be a sanctuary for yourself for your kids for your friends so that when they come in your home they know it's a place of God honestly I think that is a huge thing um that means what you're watching in your house that means what you're doing in your house what I you're listening to. what you're listening to and having friends you guys I think this is so huge friends your spouse whoever family members that hold you to that standard. And you know what? Like, there is a lot of people who, maybe they're the only member in their families. I'm not saying you have to, like, banish your family. I'm just saying that, you know, having people around you that respect your views and aren't going to make you uncomfortable. I feel like Kenna has always pushed me to be better. I'd like to think I push her to be better. And I think that helps me to stay strong because she calls me out on my crap. You know what I mean? Having somebody that loves you enough, you guys, to say, you know what? Like, you can do better than than this. Mm-hmm. I think that makes a huge difference. I think it does. I and think- I love that about Cade. Like, yeah. that is seriously, you guys, like, when we were dating, like, he would call me out on my crap. He would tell me, you know, I, and, not, and never in a, 
angry way, always in a loving way. I think that's, I want to emphasize, always in a loving way. And we shouldn't, it's not like a judgmental way either, you know, like we shouldn't be judging each other, but just, yeah, easily saying like, hey Jess, like I think we should be better at this, or I think Mm -hmm. like, yeah, just simple things. And, you know, I feel like growing up, there was always the read your scriptures, pray, study, like you'd hear those in primary. primary answers. But honestly... That's the way to do it. That primary answers, we can learn so much from kids, right? We yeah. And I feel like, well, yeah. And the gospel is so, so simple. Like, a child can understand all of it. They really, yeah. really can. So, it is simple. We shouldn't overcomplicate it. We don't need to study our scriptures for hours on end every day. Yeah. We don't need to only listen to the Book of Mormon in the car. We can't listen to music, but just making sure it's a priority, making sure it's the first thing we think of in the morning, making sure it's what we want to live and do constantly, like it's on our mind, then we're good. And it, I don't want people to be overwhelmed with all these tips we gave. Like just pick one because it can be a lot. Life gets busy and we don't want to be, the Savior doesn't want us to be overwhelmed with the gospel, with the church. And you guys, this is something that I love. We're different. Mm -hmm. We are different and that is awesome. Yeah. The way that we live our lives, the standards that we hold and we try and keep the way we speak, the way we treat other people, we are different. And that's awesome. And I think, I'm going to say it again, the way the world's headed, people, it's you want to be different. The more peculiar peculiar you are, the better. Genuinely, like I've had a strong testimony of that the last few weeks um, because I think a lot of us are feeling like we're definitely in the last days with, I mean, right? Like it's just, it's been a weird year. (laughs) It's been a weird year. And so honestly, guys, the more peculiar you are, the better and own it. You know what I mean? It's hard. I remember being in high school. I remember, you know, feeling different than my friends, feeling different that I was the only one that didn't drink coffee, feeling different that I didn't want to, you know, have sex with my boyfriend. I remember feeling different. And you know what? All of my friends now, they look back and I know that they're like, that's awesome. And they would tell me I have so much respect for you that you do that. Yeah. I think... Dang it. The way the world's going, I don't want to be like the world. Nope. I want to be as least like it as possible because it's pretty bad. Yeah. And you know what, you guys? Like, we we don't want to scare anybody. Like, we're not trying to be like, get your food storage and bunker down in Wyoming. Like, we're not saying that, right? But I do think, and I have just, I know Kate and I, and I think McKenna's been feeling this way too, we have felt an urgency to be the best we can be right now because time's running out. I know president Nelson has said that. And I think we need to take that to heart. Time is running out, and you know, we need to do our best every day, do the little things because they've already said this in conference, but God loves effort and you give an inch and you try a little bit and your desire will grow. Your testimony will grow. Sin will diminish. Like there's just so much good to all these things. It's true. So just pick one little thing, read a verse a day, make a goal, and you'll be great. Have a prayer in your heart, repent daily. Yep. Little things, yep. make little goals. I think goal making is important. Yeah, I agree. I love goals. And I think we're just going to end the episode um, with a question of the week. So we're going to try doing this. We said that at the beginning. Um, so I I thought this would be kind of fun. McKenna's going to kill me, but I'm going to read it. And I want to get your take on it and then nice. I'll give my take. But I think it'd be kind of fun each week to switch off. And then okay. so um, just all this is anonymous. But the question is, 
How can you quickly forgive someone and move on from the situation? That's a really good question. First of all, I'd like to recommend the book The Peace Giver. It's great. Um, it's pretty short. Read it. Um, I think kind of just remembering that the Savior has taken on everyone's weaknesses and mistakes and shortcomings. So when we're forgiving people... Um, the Savior standing in their place, whether they've repented or not, it doesn't matter because even if they haven't repented, the Savior has still taken their sin upon himself. I love that. So I, I just like to picture the Savior asking for forgiveness on their behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're pretty much forgiving the Savior. Yeah, I love um, that, Kenna. Because people make mistakes, like, and we do have to forgive, but it can be hard, you know, when people hurt us or... Um, but I think just picturing the Savior standing in their place for the mistake that they made helps me because everyone's forgiven or will be once they repent. I love that. Thanks. I think my perspective on forgiveness, and I've I've had a testimony of this through experiences. It's hard sometimes, but it's not our place. It's not our place to judge anybody because we're not perfect. And I I think that is something just to emphasize is it's not our job. And like Kenna said, like, Jesus took upon everybody's sins. Mm -hmm. And so when we're not forgiving them, we're kind of in a way. You're denying the atonement. Yeah, you're denying. And that sounds really harsh and it can be really hard, but it's not our job to linger on that. And you guys, you know what is something that I've learned? When you are constantly holding anger towards somebody, that is effort you're taking. That person might not even know that you're angry at them. They're just living their life and you have to actively wake up every day and be angry. And that's not a good way to live. It's not our job. Um, and we're not saying it's easy. Like we both have had probably experiences where it's been hard for us. Mm-hmm. But just remembering it's not our job and remembering that God is a just God. This is something that I've really loved. Heavenly Father is just. He's perfectly just. That's why we have Jesus Christ because he could not... Like, he cannot be merciful without Christ, right? So remembering that Heavenly Father's just, and people that have done really, really bad things, they will eventually have to answer to God. But guess what? We're not God. We're not Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I think the moving on part, like, how do we move on? This will be quick. I know we're pretty yeah. much done. Um, but I think, like, kind of, like Jess said, it's easier on yourself if you let that go. 100%. And I think it shows a lot of confidence, self-respect, and maturity if we can look at that person and say, you know what, I know they made a mistake, but I know they're human and we all make those, even though it may be something horrible, but I'm going to let them, you know, live with that and I'm just going to walk away and I'm going to move on and I'm going to move past that because, you know, everyone makes mistakes. Yeah. And I think it's, like just said, it's easier once we let it go and move well, on. Well, and remembering if you're not forgiving them, that sin is upon you. Try to see them as the Savior That's does. a big thing. The sin is upon you if you're not forgiving them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that has impacted my life a lot. But that was a really great question. It was. Please Thank keep you. asking questions. We're going to continually be posting that on our stories, posting that on our Instagram feed. Um, we really want to answer questions that Probably can't be a whole episode, but are really important. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. We really love that. Please ask any questions. We love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah. Um, if you have time, please leave a review. We would love yes, that. Yes, that would be great. Subscribe, leave a review, comment, and we love you guys. Love you. Amen. Amen. XO. XO. Gospel, Gospel gals. gals.